Praise the Lord, Facebook. How are you all doing? This is the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. Welcome to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. We are live in the studio today. We are so blessed to be with you. I am your host, Adam Tuggle, and I'm with uh, a very, very great individual um, and a very, very blessed individual. Um, We are talking today about manhood today. And also, we're going to have a very, very special guest in the studio who is in the studio right now with me, um, who is a pastor, who is a leader, who is a a friend, a confidant, whatever you want to call him. Um, He is my pastor Pastor William A. Tuggle the third. Praise the Lord, Pastor. How are you? Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Um, God bless you. I, I want to go first. I want to talk to you first about the 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 title of the topic today. Um, it's dealing with manhood. Yes. And now, above you being a pastor. Um, you are my dad. <laughs> right. And <laughs> the past 32 years. Yes. <laughs> so with that being said, um, when you before you became a father and all that, um, the title manhood, how did you how do you define the term manhood? What is what makes a man into what makes a, a boy into a man? Well, to start off, there's a scripture that comes to mind. Okay. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. And that states, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things, which is to say that maturity Right. Helps develop manhood. Okay. Responsibility helps develop manhood. And putting all that together and being able to deal, to work with people, knowing that not being self-centered so much. Right. But being family-oriented helps a man become a man. Okay. And the one thing that I found... Um, in the word is and I guess the start of it and you can you can quote me on this if you if if I'm wrong here but I read in in Genesis where um, you know God created everything and then he created you know man yes and the start of it he in um, instructed Adam and he gave Adam leadership and he gave him accountability. Mm-hmm. And so those are the three things that a man needs to become a man. So I believe manhood came at the start of the book of Genesis when he when he gave um, Adam responsibility to, you know, name the different thing, the different creations that were on the earth. And yes. then he gave him leadership. In as far as his wife and the different things that he was doing in the garden. Mm-hmm. And he gave him accountability, even though he failed at his accountability. 
because he, you know, when the serpent uh, came in and tempted uh, Eve, mm-hmm. you know, Eve brought the forbidden fruit right. unto Adam, and Adam did what did the opposite of what the Lord told him to do. Right. And when the and when God came in was seeking out um, Adam, you know, he was Adam Warthow. And he began to say, you know, um, he began to tell the Lord that he was naked. And the Lord asked him, how did you know you were naked? How do you know? Because mm-hmm. at that time before he ate, he didn't know he was naked. Right. And it, was, it wasn't it. It didn't bother him. The right. fact of his nudity. Right. At that time. And so at in that he blamed in that accountability part of it. The reason why I say he fell at that accountability part, because he didn't say, Oh, it's my fault that I fell, mm-hmm. but he blamed it on the wife, his wife. And so I think a lot of what's going on today is that we're as men are not holding men accountable mm-hmm. anymore. Right. And it's a lot of, things going on because there's not enough accountability in the church in the church and outside the church and what is what is your perspective on just being accountable just holding some holding a man accountable well one thing uh there's a sin if it doesn't go the man's way the sin is if it don't not if it's not my way, I you know hitting the highway, right. which is to say that men they some men they they haven't come into that realization that they need to finish growing up. Right. You know if it doesn't come easy right. for them, then they don't they're not willing to. Try. We know that everything that we do. Um. We should now. I, I now this is my own personal opinion, and y'all hear me say this on the show. I learned this from my pastor as saying it, whether it's scripture or my own personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I've been taught to say if it's my own personal opinion, to tell y'all it's my own personal opinion. Right. So this is my own personal opinion. Um, when you're talking about just being, um. Do you believe that a man should um, be eventually a leader? Yes, because the Lord put us in that leadership role. Uh, That's, you know, but dealing with leadership, okay, my years in the military. Ah. <laughs> I was on both sides of the picture. First, I was on the enlisted side. Then I was on the commission side. I became an officer. Uh, with leadership, it it you have to be, in order to be a good leader, first of all, you have to be a good follower. Right. My days in the military, being on the lesser side of the of the military stick being on private working his way up to sergeant. Right. I I had to be a follower. Right. But through my following, I learned how I watched leaders. And then with my following, I made, when I made the decision that, look, I want to be a, 
a leader. Right. I went off to school, OCS. Right. And became an officer. And because of my following and, and, and seeing an example of leadership, you have to be around good leadership as well too, so that you can develop those leadership skills within you. Right. But also too, uh, I learned accountability when right. I took classes dealing with leadership. Okay. And I watched people. And those that are on Facebook right now, if you want to send in a question uh, to uh, Pastor Tuggle, you, I, I'm pretty sure Pastor Tuggle will uh, will respond to your question. Yes. Very, very well. So um, now about um, being just we're talking about manhood for those that are just now tuning in. Um, we're talking about manhood and we're talking about uh, leadership, responsibility and accountability. Now, a lot of young people and I and and I, I hate to hate to, to say this, but a lot of our young people do not have the the leadership in their life. Mm hmm. And we have, you know, we have uh, mentoring programs, um, you know, different things like that to help them uh, become good leaders in their in the in today's society. What do you think the church, as being the church, what do you think as you being a pastor and being a watchman on the wall for people's souls? What do you think we should do as the church to help? Are young men, not just young black men, but men in general, young men in general? First off, what we need to do is be a good example. Okay. Someone that somebody that somebody can follow on after. Okay. That uh, an, an individual that stands out and, and will do will try his, his hardest to do the right thing. Because as a pastor, I'm being watched by my by the congregation. And as their leader of that congregation, they expect, there's expectations with leadership and accountability and, and manhood. Right. And the congregation expects me to do the right thing. Right. And not only does the, the congregation, but the Lord expects me to do the right thing. So what I feel that we should do to answer your question is we should set the example. Okay. So someone can follow and, and go down the right path. All right. So in that um, setting the example, um, you as a you as a as a father and as um, you know a pastor um, as a leader in the military, as you were stating, um, me personally, I have watched you be um, go from. Uh, father to and even in your time in the military when I was real little uh, <laughs> um, I watched you a lot and the thing that I loved about watching you was is that you not only took on you know a sick child at the time mm -hmm. but you took on another role of being another per uh, three other or four others mm -hmm. you took on being their father so what do you say to a person that is taking on the role of a father or a mentor 
that's not their that's not their child. Mm-hmm. Well, what I feel is okay dealing with the say a blended family. Yes, that it's not the child's complication. It's not the child that that what. Well, let me back up a minute. You should love whoever you're accepting in as your family. Mm-hmm. Love them all the same. Don't show any partialities. Okay. But love them all the same way and treat them the same way. Don't just do for one that is really your biological child and not do for the other children as well because they're innocent bystanders. Right. You know, and so they didn't ask to be put into that situation. Right. And so that's what I feel. Show love to all. All right. Um, now, in that, um, there are certain things that God has put us as men on the earth to do. And these are, this is what I got from it. Um, and this question is 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 a very powerful question and i and i want your your response to it too hope i have a good answer for it why was man created and put on the earth as 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 when god said you're going to be the leader why did why did the lord do that as, why, why did he put the man as the leader yes well uh, and and there's a reason why I'm asking that because there's some men that are like okay why do I got to do this mm-hmm. or why do I got to do that and you know I I've I've witnessed that some men or whatever you want to call them will whether they're married or they have a a, a significant other or whatever um they'll allow them to take the lead on things Mm -hmm. and knowing that they're the man of the house they won't they'll let the woman do all of it just all of it because they just feel like okay only thing i have to do is go to work and provide the check that's not the case though so why would why did god in your in your own words why did god put man as the leader as the leader okay well my main reason that I feel that I feel that God put the man as the leader is because the man was made after God's image. Okay. Woman came from the man, but we were made first after his image. And since God is main supreme, we are to, that's why we are put into that leadership role. It, you know, should be accepted, and that's what the Lord would have us to do, accept the leadership role as a leader. Okay. And as you said, he put man, he put the man as the head. Do you feel that a man should be, because we have nowadays, we have some men being dominant over, uh, <laughs> yeah, y'all see you have some total smiling on Facebook <laughs> and he <laughs> got to go to the word on him, dogs playing. Um, but we have the the man being dominant, trying to be dominant over the woman. 
So what do you say to the man that's trying to be dominant? Oh, I'm the head. This mm-hmm. is mine. And and we're going to do it. It's my way or the highway. And it's, it's going to be done my way or it's not going to be done anyway. Well, let me let me start off with the scripture. <laughs> Ephesians chapter five, verse 23 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And another scripture reads, for the husband, the man, and the wife to be in subjection one to another. And by doing so, we know that the Lord gave us all. He gave us very life for all mankind. Right. And so uh, by us loving our wives and treating our wives as our queen, because your wife is your queen. Right. You don't dominate over them. If you want to have conflict in your marriage, oh yeah, okay, you can go ahead and dominate your wife and and see how long she's gonna uh, take it. Right. But you're gonna have problems because you're trying to dominate something that wasn't meant to be dominated. And two personalities that are trying to come together, they're gonna end up clashing. Right. Because she's not gonna want to be dominated, and she's gonna let you know. Right. Look. You're my husband, but you're not my master. Right. You know, we're in this together. Right. And so God didn't make us to dominate over anybody. Right. If anybody's going to be supreme, it's, it's the Lord. Okay. So you so you feel that the man shouldn't be dominant. Now, what do you say to... Now, I, I've... I've witnessed this um, where, where, what do you say to a man that the woman is being, trying to be dominant over the man? Well, vice versa. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it happens. Uh, It it does happen a lot. But if she doesn't want problems, because, you know, okay, if the man is supposed to be in a leadership role anyway, he definitely doesn't want his wife trying to rule or dictate over him. Right. Because it's going to make him feel less of a man. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um so um men and this is this is this is um something that I that I um found in the word. Men are put on the earth to praise God. Right. To follow after God and to be able to be able to lead, you have to, like you said, be a good follower. Mm-hmm. Now, would you say, and I, you're probably going to say yes, but would you say the best way to lead is to follow after God and seek him? In everything that you do as a man. Amen. Because the scripture says in all thy ways. Acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy paths. And so if you acknowledge the Lord on how to lead. How to be the leader in your home. Then he's definitely going to show you. And everything will go alright. Because it will go as God has planned it to go in your home. Okay. So as a 
see, I have, you, you know, I have children. So in training up a child as being a man, what should a, a father um, do as far as children? whether they be stepchildren, whether they be biological children, because I know that with, with you, um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I learned how to work. I learned how to take care of myself because of you being that example. But, and, and I, and I say it a lot. I thank God y'all, y'all hear me say it on the on the podcast a lot and you hear me say it on Facebook a lot I thank God for my for my dad um because at the end of the day uh above being pastor you're your dad mm-hmm. and so um what is it that makes a man a father being there for his children that's one thing that helps a man be a good father being there uh what as far as children's school events uh events that they have at school say they on they participate in sports or just coming to a pta meeting you you were there for a lot of those <laughs> yes uh see their picture on the wall it is a compliment it doesn't matter if it's a little stick man <laughs> Be there. Let your child know that you care about them. Because children want to be loved and they know when they're actually being loved by their father or if they're just a man that's just taking care of them but that's not really caring or being concerned or compassionate to their children. Okay. So, do you... Okay. And I'm about to about to go here y'all um do you believe that because some people um some men they say you know i'm i'm grown because i'm this age or that age or you know i'm 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 20 or i'm 30 and i'm i'm grown Mm -hmm. and i don't need to take no advice from nobody because I, i i we have those men that are like that. Yes, we do. And, you know, you tell me all all the time. When I when I seek advice from you, um, you tell me, you know, I'm not telling you to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm advising you because you're grown. Mm-hmm. You can, you, you know, you can make your own decision. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you say to those people? that are are those men that are that have that stability in their life that person that they can go to that man that they can go to and seek advice Mm -hmm. um what do you say to them like do you tell them that they should listen to if it's good advice that they should pay attention to it or well to be to answer the first part of this statement that you are making Age doesn't make you a man. I was waiting for that. Yes. <laughs> okay, they say that a man is a, is grown when they're 21 years old, according to law, which is true. Right. However, 
I consider a man a man, and I learned this while I was back in high school. I had a teacher one time that told us in class, A's does not make you groan. Okay. Responsibility makes you groan. Okay. And so there's a lot of 21, 31, 41, 71 year old boys okay. that haven't grown up yet. Okay. Okay, and so responsibility helps you develop into that manship. And then also, too, the other part of your statement was, okay, it was repeat yourself. I'm sorry. We, what I was, what I was saying was, um, in the midst of, you know, in manhood. Mm-hmm. What do you say to the people that are? getting the advice okay. from the person that they're getting. Like, me getting advice from you. Right. If it's good advice, should I take it? Because you've 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 lived a lot longer than I have. Okay. So, those people that are, that are headstrong on, well, he don't know nothing because, and I've done it. I've done, and you've heard me, you've heard me tell you when, when I first moved out mm-hmm. on my own, you told me, hey, you're going to have this to do. Right. You're going to have that to do. And you're not going to be able to do this like you do when you're living here. Mm-hmm. And it took one week <laughs> mm-hmm. for me to understand what you were telling me. And at that time, I was listening, but I wasn't listening to you. I was saying, okay, well, you know, I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to be able to do that. I remember. And you said... Hey, you're not going to be able to go over here and do this over here when you're living here with me and your mom. Mm-hmm. When you get out there on your own, you're going to have bills. You're going to have this. I hope that my children will listen to me. I've had, I've had children. I've got five grown children. Ages from 40 years old down to 32. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I hope that I have enough wisdom to direct my children in the right uh, capacity of whatever situation that they might be in. Right. However, like I said, I don't beg my children to do anything. I'll, I'll try to direct them and I'll be sensitive. Sensitivity. That's what it takes. Sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it takes being sensitive to the needs of your children. Being there for them, because if they don't listen to you, then the chances are they might go the right way and do and, and everything falling in line. However, since you all may have already experienced what they're going through, chances are things might probably not, not go right. as they have planned. And so through your sensitivity, be there for your children. They help encourage them. Now, okay. Make the right decision. Now, you tried it like this. (laughs) Now, here's my advice once again. Right. And then they're more inclined because sometimes your children have to bump their heads a little bit. Ooh, haven't we bumped our heads? (laughs) You know? And then when they realize, look, my father, he was right. Now I'm going to go back and do it his way. Now, but that's the thing, though. That's the thing. Because... I have found out, (laughs) I have found out that everything that you have told me as my father and as my pastor, 
Um, I can honestly say from the time I was a child to now, and this is me personally, you have never told me anything wrong. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm being honest. This is dead honesty. Like, I've never... Everything that you have told me has been exactly the way, whether whether I took your advice or whether I didn't take your advice, you've always been able to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. And the truth has set me free. <laughs> no, no. But when I, but and it, and it brings that right there brings the respect factor in because you can't you can't do nothing but show respect to a person like that because they you know that they're looking out for your best interest and it doesn't necessarily have to be your own father it could be anybody mm-hmm. but I, I'm saying it because you I mean right. you've been the only only main male figure in my life down through my life so but even when if it's even if it was church or outside of church school whatever it was when I came to you and you told me or or you were correcting me about something whether it be in my adulthood or childhood it always went the way you said it was going to go Mm -hmm. and it's not saying that Okay, my dad is so perfect, and that he knows everything. Oh no, I definitely don't know everything. But it was the it it's the it's the charge that that you have, mm-hmm. and that's what we need in today's society. And I believe as men, we lack that. Mm-hmm. We lack telling our children about the experiences that we that we've had, and we try. I heard somebody. Um, say um, in the church um, that they were impressed and this is regarding you they were impressed about your leadership as being a pastor because you were able to tell your your faults your faults before you became a pastor and that they were they were they were impressed by it because they didn't see or hear about many pastors telling about how God delivered them from something. Right. And they were, and that's why, and and thank God they got saved mm-hmm. by that. They were they were touched by that and they went on and got saved. And so we and I believe this is me. I believe that we need that. More yes. of that. Because if you don't tell the 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 individual it doesn't necessarily have to be a child it could be an adult too if we don't tell what's going on and if we don't hit the 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 problem because the problem right now is we need more accountability as men mm-hmm. yes, we, do. we need more leadership yes. as men yes and we need to hold people in accountable and, and to that accountability, to the to the accountability, and let them take on responsibility. Mm-hmm. Now, and I say it sometimes. I have taught my two oldest boys 
that their mother, as long as there's male figures in the house, their mother should never have to take out the trash. That's true. They, and, and, I, I'm in agreement. And, and no, I, and my oldest, my oldest is eight. And we about to be nine in a couple of weeks, y'all. But shout out to JoJo, amen. <laughs> but um, he's my oldest. He's gotten it in his mind where if his mother tries to touch, now she accompanies him to the trash can because you know he's right, still right. young. But he won't let her touch the trash at all because of what I instilled into him. It's a, because I, I put it as it's disrespectful for your mom to have to take out the trash and there's men in the house. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not home, then it is your job to make sure that trash gets taken out. Right. I, I take out the trash in my house with just my wife. My <laughs> wife shouldn't have to take the trash out. Right. It's, it's this... And and in that, I and I sometimes I sometimes correct my my oldest son because sometimes he forgets, you know, and, and it's okay. But I tell him, you know, um, Jojo, you know, you got to take out the trash. I'm accounting on you, and I hold him to that, and I give him responsibility because if I like one time I I, I come walking through the door and his mom you know, is outside taking out the trash. I'm like, babe, what are you doing? Oh, I had to take out the trash. No, 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 no. What are you doing? She said, well, I'm taking out the trash. No, no, you're not. And I and, and I politely took it from her and put it in, you know, took the bag and took it to the trash. And I went straight to my oldest son because he was in the house. This is summer break. Now, this is not him being at school. Okay. This is him being at summer break and he's just sitting up being off his job. Yeah, he's just sitting around playing a video game. Wait a minute, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? I said, um, Jojo, what are you, what have you, have, what are you, why are you still in here playing the game and why is your mom taking out the trash? Oh, I forgot. No, 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 no. You shouldn't have forgot. No, 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 you shouldn't. I can understand if you were asleep or you, you know, and your mom just, you know, didn't tell you and took out the trash. Mm-hmm. But you're in here playing the game and she's telling you, she's telling y'all to clean up. Now, you know when the word clean up means it's time to take out the trash too. She figures they're <laughs> not doing it. Right, I, I'm gonna I do it. I better go ahead and do it. Right, and it's like, okay, now I'm holding you responsible for what just happened. And he was put on a little punishment, you know, whatever. But we need more of that. Yes, we do. Because if we don't teach our children for the next generation, because we this this generation that's coming up, my God. They have their, their own ideas of the way things are supposed to be, and they figure that we're too old to know what's going on. Right. And it's 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 it hurts me because my my us growing up now. You weren't strict on it, but you sort of were. You sort of were. Mm-hmm. We said yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, and no, sir. That was that. That was our thing. That you. Hey, look. You either. <laughs> that now, was, that's because that was what was instilled into me. Right. My parents. They had me. They had us.
Praise the Lord, everyone. This is founder and pastor of Triumphant Faith Apostolic Church, William A. Tuggle III, 2950 North High School Road, here in the beautiful city of Indianapolis, Indiana. All are welcome to every service and any service that we have. Sunday school begins at 11.30 a.m. morning worship immediately following, where Jesus is the center of attraction. All are welcome to attend in Jesus' name. None of my children have ever been really in, they've never been to prison. Right. They've never really been in trouble. They've been, uh, my oldest, he got in a little trouble. Right. But that was quickly corrected. Right. But none of my children have ever been in trouble with the law uh, because I wanted to bring them up the right direction. Right. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't mind correcting them in that capacity. If it meant me keeping the police from correct from correcting them, right? And I and we are we are back live on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show, and we are back live on Facebook. I know Facebook, uh, y'all are are still tuned in. Um, we are back with uh, Pastor William A. Tuggle the Third of Triumph and Faith Apostolic Church. I'm your host, uh, Adam Tuggle. Um, and this is the show that gets your week started off right. This is the show where the gospel is told and not sold. We want to thank everybody uh, for tuning in today. Uh, we also want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, all of our sponsors, to the Kingdom Cleaning Service, to Snap Photography, to Fresh Fage Mobile Barbering. We love you guys and we thank you uh, for sponsoring uh, the uh, podcast every week we also want to give a special shout out to all of our listeners in jesus name we love you guys and we thank god for you all um now we're talking about manhood and and during the commercial break we were talking about uh correction of children and you were saying um to the facebook listeners and um you were saying that um in correction that you 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 corrected us when we needed to be and you you did what the bible says spare the rod spoil the child that's what you did and it helped us it helped us because like you said during the break we have never been in trouble with the law we've never been to prison none of us have never been uh in trouble with the law um and you said you would rather correct us that way as far as far as putting their hands on a child then have the police do it now there is good police officers like you said but they're not going to correct like you would because you're doing it out of love they're doing it out of protecting their own self right and so only thing they look at it and this is not this is not when I say this, this is not a race thing when I'm saying this. Right, no. This is not a race thing. Because I don't want nobody to take it that way. Every police officer, and this is nothing nothing against the police, but every police officer looks at every, every case like that as, you know, I'm going to protect myself. Right. Because I want to go home. That's self-instinct. Right. 
So this is not a knock at the police. This is not a knock at racism or anything like that. When I say this, I just want to make that perfectly clear to the Facebook audience and to uh, the podcast. I had an incident where I was in the mall and I was with my I was with my children. And again, (laughs) my oldest, he was what, six or seven at the time. And we were all, I I was the only one with them because my wife, she went to work. And so um, I took them out for a boy's day out, you know, whatever. And Jojo chose to throw a fit. And, (laughs) and, And so he, I mean, literally threw himself on the floor and all of this and all of that. And I know why you laugh and stop. <laughs> and so... Reminds me, reminds me of when you tried it. <laughs> and so... And, and you know, and I, and I had that same instinct. Like, okay, all right, you're doing the same thing I did when I was a child. And guess what happened to me? The same thing that happened to me is about to happen to you. Like, <laughs> And so... But what happened was... I corrected him. I disciplined him. I got him up. I helped him up off the floor nicely. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I blessed him. Mm-hmm. And there was a security guard there. Now I wasn't, you know, physically abusing him or whatever. Right. No, you don't do that to your children. And I wasn't punching him or anything like Definitely. that. No. Now that now that right there. That's abuse. That's abuse. But the security guard had said, you're not allowed to touch them at all. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm going to call the law on you if you do that, if you touch him. And I told her nicely, I said, call them. Because I would rather for me to touch them. I would rather for me to put my hands on them than them. Because I'm going to pick a spot. They're not. When he gets older mm-hmm. and he does this, not not throwing a fit, right. not throwing a tantrum. But he get, if he gets in trouble. If he gets in trouble. trouble right. They're not going to pick a spot where to hit him. Because nowadays they're not beating them. They're shooting them. Right. They're shooting young, black, white, whatever, Hispanic, male. Right. Asian. Males. They're shooting them and they're killing them because they feel like, okay, like I said, some of them feel like they weren't raised right in the home, so they're going to act out. I'm going to correct it. They weren't corrected then. I'm going to correct it now. And their mentality is like we said, they want to go home, make it back home to their family. They're going to do anything as necessary to get back home to their family. That means if they have to take somebody's life, that's what they that's what they're gonna do. Well, that's what they're told to do anyway. Uh, our my grandmother, your great grandmother, was yeah. a police officer, and she educated me back when I was young and let me know that if I ever got in trouble, that police are instructed to do this. It's not, it used to be a time where police officers would shoot to wound an individual right. to try to stop them. Right. But nowadays, uh, the individual 
has, you know, they have guns and, and you can't stop, seem to stop that. Right. They'll shoot back. Right. And so now police officers, they're instructed, you don't shoot to wound, you shoot to kill. And that's what my grandmother, which was a police officer, let me know that try not to ever get in trouble as you grow up. But if you do, you know, that's that's what they're instructed to do. Right. And so in that um, in that correction, it prevents them from going down that road because and and and, and I, I tell my boys all the time, I'm not I'm not your friend. Right. I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not your friend. I'm not your your buddy out there on the street that you can just you know talk to any kind of way. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference. And 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 we have some. And I'm not just talking about parents. I'm talking about men. They're trying to be friends with their children. Bad mistake. So what do you say to 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 the people that are doing In that, that situation? Okay, the fathers or men that are trying to be friends with their children, it's a big mistake because you won't get that same respect. They're looking for a parent. They have their friends. Right. But they're looking for a, some are looking for a leader, a, 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 someone that can stand out and be, be different. Right. And you won't, like I said, you will not gain that same respect trying to be their friend. Right. Because a friend's not, a lot of friends don't, they don't discipline their other friends. Right. And so, uh, and they're gonna do all they can to keep that friendship. Right. And so it's a big difference between that friendship, relationship, which should only be among friends and not that father or that man trying to be a friend with his children. So how do you divide the two? I mean, because- You just don't do it. Well. Okay. You say you say don't be your child's friend, which is which is right. But be there for your friend, but don't be there for your child, but don't be their friend. Okay. So it's okay to in in because I see you as my father, and I see you. Um, as a person that I can come to, and I am very, very highly respected. I, 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 I am a person that takes it um, very strongly when somebody tries to come up against you because you are my father, mm-hmm. and and I can honestly say you are a father. You're not. Uh, a baby's daddy or whatever right. you want to call it because we got a lot of baby fathers we got a lot of baby baby daddies mm-hmm. but we don't have a lot of fathers mm-hmm. and this generation has a lot of baby fathers mm-hmm. baby daddies whatever you want to call it but they don't have fathers mm-hmm. and so when you are in the aspect of a man I I, I remember um, and it, it always goes back to Jojo. I don't know why it always goes well, that's back. That's your oldest son. I, I don't know why it always goes back to Jojo, but even David, David, um, I, I, and 
well maybe I should I shouldn't do that no, never mind um one day I was going out to work and um I was leaving out for work and Jojo was outside playing and he said his friend was asking him where I was going and he said well my dad is going to work he said he only goes to two places he said he only goes to work or church <laughs> but it it kind of made me you know tear up a little bit because I'm happy that he sees that yeah you're being an, an example for him right and I'm happy that he sees that because he could have said oh well he's going to such such place where he don't need to be going mm-hmm. or he's going over here going to buy some drugs or something or whatever or you know going over here right. to sell something over here going over his girlfriend's house right he has a wife right but he said he only knows me to go to two places is to work into church and he every time he sees me he either sees me in my work uniform or in in my suit getting ready to go to church mm-hmm. And every time, like, he'll ask me where I'm going. Where are you going? I'm going to going to work. I'm going to church. I'm going to do the podcast. That's what he knows me to do. Or I'm going out with, you know, one of my... I, only one time where he saw where he's... Where I've said to him, I'm going out with my friends. I don't bring a lot of my, a lot of my friends around my children because of the fact I nothing against my friends nothing against them the the friends I grew up with in high school and stuff like that but the things that they do I don't want that on my children Mm -hmm. and I protect them from that now I don't even go to and you've heard me tell the story about one of my friends that um, I was on my way to my one of my friends house and the Lord told me to go back home mm-hmm. and when I got back home I got a phone call stating that uh, the police had came into this my friend's house and took everybody but the person that lived there to jail because they raided the house and so I've always I've always as a as a person as a as a father now and as a as a man in general i've always looked to you and i've always looked to um i i love i love the fact that i have men in my life not not just you Mm -hmm. but i have uh uh bishop harris i have you i have other ones that i could look up to yeah. Marquise, I, he's another one. Your older brother. Right. And 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 I and I've said this before. If I can't find you or if I can't talk to you at the time, I will go to Marquise. Because I know Marquise is going to give me sound advice. If I can't find or if you're doing something, it's either you, Marquise, or if I need be, Bishop Harris. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact now I know now. And, and one of the things that I, I, I and I'm gonna brag on Bishop Harris a little bit, okay? Uh, <laughs> because when I, when I first um, let Bishop Harris meet 
my baby boy, um, he said he saw Rashad throwing a little fit and he was like, you need to get that under control mm-hmm. right now before he going to grow up and he's going to be out of control. And I took his advice. And now, you know, my son, he'll he'll sometimes, you know, my try. Ba- he'll try me, but I quickly get it together for him. That, that doesn't necessarily mean I whoop him every time. Right. But I make sure that he knows, hey, you, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. You don't rot. And even with his mother, because we have a lot of we have a lot of women raising these men. A lot. We have a lot of women raising these men in it. Single parent. And before before you married co-pastor Tuggle, before she became Tuggle, she was a single mother yes. raising three boys and a daughter by herself. And uh, you know, I, I, I applaud all of the all of the women that are raising young men. It's a hard job. Yeah, it, it, it's a very hard job. It's a very hard job. My wife, before before we got married, she was raising children by herself. And so I applaud every single woman that is raising their children, whether they have sons or whether they have daughters. And, and, and that brings up another, another point. In raising a daughter, because you have a daughter. I, I don't have any daughters, so I, I can't, can't go here. In raising a daughter, what should you do as a father because I know it's a little bit different than raising a boy so what is it what's the difference between raising a son and raising a daughter as as being a father well the main thing is I cannot teach my daughter how to be a woman right since I'm a man right I couldn't teach my daughter how to be a woman and some of the personal needs that women go through. Right. You know, I might know something about that, but the fact that I don't go don't go through that. Right. It's better for their mother right. to teach them. Right. Or lead them in the direction in that in those particular areas. So my wife, her mother had a lot to do with the way my daughter has come up uh, right now in nursing school. Right. Uh, trying to become a nurse. And, right. and And the fact that she's raising her children. Right. And the fact that she, she's never been in trouble with anybody, you know. And so my wife was there. Right. Because I couldn't do it. I could I could show her the way a man should treat her. That's what I was getting at. See, that's what I was getting at. Because we have we have a lot of women that are looking for men, but they didn't have a father growing up to show them what a man really was. Mm-hmm. So what how do you as far as what do you tell what would you tell my daughter, your daughter, as far as what to look for in a man? And this is for all the females that are looking for husbands or might be looking for, you know, a, a father figure or whatever. What do you tell that woman or what do you tell 
your daughter? Well, often uh, women, they end up choosing somebody or being with somebody that's similar to where their father, what their father is. But as the man, what he should do is what I've done is my daughter knows definitely that I love her, love her mother. Mm-hmm. And everything that I did to, to gain my wife, to, for my wife to fall in love with me. You don't stop. That's what my daughter saw. She saw that I treated my wife like she was a queen. And I still do. Right. And daughter should know, look, my, my, my father, he opened the door for my mother. Right. He gave my mother flowers. He told my mother he loved her. And, 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 and this is what as a man you instill into your daughter you don't let a guy just come in and treat you any kind of way right and, and you went above that because I watched you when you like say for instance we got Valentine's Day coming up yes and I would watch Take you before the taking my wife off to dinner right <laughs> <laughs> um, but I watched you and it was so powerful and it was something minute it might seem minute to people, but it was so powerful that when you would get mom a card or some flowers or some candy or something for Valentine's Day, you would go out and get Melissa yes. a card and some candy and a flower. Might not be as big. Right, right. No, no, no. <laughs> but it was, it, 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 like I said, it might seem minute, but it was very powerful because it lets it let her know what to look for in a man. Yes. Because it told her, okay, look, my father's getting me flowers. Hey, look, I got an expectation now. Mm-hmm. My, my my husband or the one that wants to be with me, give me flowers, give me candy. That that's what a man does. Yes. And I and you know, my my wife, my wife, um <laughs> one Valentine's Day, I bought her a big giant card. And it was a big one. And she said, why did you give me this big old card? I said, I watched my dad do it. <laughs> and she started laughing. And she said, for real? I said, yeah. I bought her a big giant car, big car. I said, I didn't get you the teddy big bear. poster car. Right, a big old poster. It was like a post. Yeah, it was a poster. <laughs> but it 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 showed us as as boys like how to love our wives how to love our daughters as well if we had because marquise he had he has a daughter mm-hmm. and i i guarantee you that you know if he's gonna buy his wife something he's gonna buy his daughter something as well to show hey look this is what a man does and so we need that and so I, I think I think that if we had more of that in today's society, and we're 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 coming down to the closing of this, but um, I love the fact that you showed the example, and that you're not only doing it by mouth, but you're doing it by action. What's the saying? Actions are louder than words. Right, and you can. And um, I remember Uncle JC used to say, "You can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk?" Right. And so you can t- you can do a whole lot of barking and talking and everything, but if you're not backing 
backing up what you're saying. How, because women love intimacy. They love to be loved. To to know that they're loved by their husbands. Right. Uh, and if you're not actually showing that, then your words, uh, like they're saying in First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Your words are nothing but sound and brass and tinkling symbols. I'm in. Okay. Now we have a, and this is, this is something else too. And this goes into leadership, responsibility, accountability as well. What do you say to a person, a man that is our father, whatever, husband that puts all of the work on their wife as far as going out getting a job because you you see uh oh he's filming up the bible again y'all here we go you ready to go he can't uh, pastor and i'm uh, i'm joking around here but pastor came in today with his uh rocky hat on today so he was ready for <laughs> battle today y'all uh uh, co-pastor was saying that he was dressed like Rocky today, so he got his he got his sword and everything today. So we came in here talking about manhood today. So he he's ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, scripture, First Timothy chapter five verse eight, it reads: A man that does not provide for his own, especially his household, he has denied the faith. And it's worse than an infidel or another uh, term for infidel is unbeliever. And so a person that doesn't, a, a man that doesn't go to work, first of all, he's not much of a man. Oh. Because he's not taking care of his responsibilities. Oh. And, and, and if his wife doesn't look at him as a leader, because he's not being a leader. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There if we you, go. You know, you're leading the way. There were times I went to work. I was sick. Amen. Didn't feel good. Oh. But I still got up and I went to work. And I was stable on my job. I have, uh, I put in 34 years on my job. Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> I showed stability. I showed that a man, a true man, will get up regardless of how he feels mm. and go to work. Now, in the in the present day that we're living in, uh, some women, they have to go to work as well because right. to make me, ends meet because right. of economy situations and stuff. Right. But that man, you know, there shouldn't be any, what, stay-home stay home dads. Or, right. you know, now if they can't find a job and they're actually looking, mm-hmm. that's a difference. Okay. But if they're just being home just to watch TV right. and sending their wife off to work, that's a lazy individual. They're 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 fitting that scripture of First Timothy five and eight uh, that they're worse than an infidel, unbeliever, somebody that don't even believe in God. Right. Make a difference. Show your wife that you care for the family. Right. By providing for them. Right. So okay, now. And I'm gonna. I'm can, can I make this statement oh, also go ahead, too? Go ahead, go ahead. As far as and it goes even further than just taking care of your home. Okay, say it, it for an example. Say somebody's breaking into your house. Mm-hmm. There, you hear a noise. 
uh, uh, somebody coming through the window or something. You don't tell your wife, honey, there's the baseball bat. You go down and see. <laughs> no. As the man, you go down. And even if you went down the last time, even if it would happen before, it's not now it's your turn. No, it's still your turn. To, for something like that. For something like that to go and check out because you're protecting your wife. Right. My wife knows that I will go out of my way to protect her. Right. Because I've, I've had to do it before <laughs> and I had to repent <laughs> before I started pastoring. My, my wife tried to walk away from a situation and, and, <laughs> and uh, I had to come to her rescue and I'm not going to go into all the details, but I was there to protect my wife. Right. And the person went airborne. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No. Um, but in that, and, and you set an example for us now, and I'm, and I'm going to say this, and this is something that you told me. What if the man is in a state where he can't work like you know i'm disabled and i'm in a state where i mean i do i do work you do work um but if they're if they can't work if they just can't work that then is that that's understandable right you know they're doing the best that they can to to the to their limitations to try to take care of the family and i feel personally there's nothing wrong with the wife going to work, if that be the case. Right. Because things still have to go on within that home. Right. Uh, Mortgages, rent, uh, bills, food still have to be uh, taken care of. And assistance might not take care of everything. Right. And 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 I'm going to say it, it doesn't. It doesn't. But I, me personally, since I am in that state, I watched you and you and you told me and I remember Pastor McGordon telling me, you know, it's honorable for you wanting to work. Right. It is. And you wanting to you go want to work. You want to go to work, but right. you just can't. And I have and now I, I work and I do the do the podcast, but I also have a a nine. A, a nine to five job and I I go to work as well as I saw my father going to work I get up go to work sometimes I don't feel like getting up going to work sometimes and I work I work late hours and in the few hours that I do work I work late hours mm-hmm. and by the time I get home it's it's you know late everybody's in the bed right everybody's in bed sleep and so but I watched my father go to work I've watched my father um, not just work um, 34 years on your job but I watched you as the leader of the house you not only taught us naturally but you taught us spiritually as well and that's that's what I want to um, end on because it's a spiritual too we must show our children, we must show our our wives as men that we just we have to learn how to lead with the Lord in our life. 
We cannot leave without him anyway. No, no. We can't, we cannot go here. We can't even, we can't do nothing without him. Right. And I watched you as the man of the house take care of us. And there were times where, and and I'm going to put it this way, and I know you don't mind me saying it, that, that... there were times where you didn't know where the money was going to come from. True. And you only thing you could have done and the only thing you did was lean and depend on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the Lord provided for us, but you still were in that leadership role because you took it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You didn't just say, oh, forget it. You know, I'm I'm just leaving because I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do. And you didn't leave it all on, you know, mom. Right. You didn't leave it all on her. Oh, well, you go out there and get a job. No. Or you go out there and do, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you leaned and depended on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the Lord made a way for us. Right. Because I know, I mean, I got three. And I can only imagine how it is with five. Right. <laughs> what I did, there, there were some lean days. But I made sure, first of all, that I kept a roof over you all's head. I made sure that my children ate. If I might, you know, I might have to give up something, you know, where I might not be able to eat as much. And you know what? He still does that to this day. You still do that to this day, though. Because and and when I say what when I say to this day, you do that at church. I, I got no, that. No, I'm saying no, but it's a good leadership. No, I'm I saying that for the military. No, I, but it's a good leadership quality, though. You're watching out for for the flock of God. Mm-hmm. You're making sure not only do and it's a natural it's a natural thing. It's not nothing spiritual that you're doing. It's a natural thing, mm-hmm. and you know you're you're the you're the pastor. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know you. you I would, You would think. You would think. Okay, we're gonna start pastor first, but you, you say no. Let everybody else eat first. I when I was in the military, I had men under me, and as an officer, I made sure that my men ate. In the mess hall, I made sure that if rations were low or something, okay, I'll go somewhere else and I'll find something to eat. I'll go buy me something, but my men have to eat because they're trying to fulfill their missions. Right. So that's where I got that from, by having subordinate, uh, a subordinate uh, men under me right. that looked to my leadership. Right. I made sure that they were nourished. So when you made an exit from, and I want to go, go into this a little bit. When you had exited from the military, you told the story about how um, and I hope I'm getting this right that your men didn't want you to leave right. the military because they, they 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 respected you very highly and they put you not on a pedestal where you're like God or something no, like that. No, but they respected me. Right. And 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 that's what that's the way I feel towards you and uh, Marquise and people like Bishop Harris because y'all have instilled in in us those those qualities and that we can bring those qualities to our children. 
so that they can bring their qualities to their children and it can go on and it can be a generational blessing right. to the next generation of people. Yes. So when we're gone, should the Lord tarry, things continue on. Right. Should the Lord tarry, it can continue. And we got we still got that grain of a mustard seed. I know the Bible says grain of a mustard seed. You know, it talks about faith, but we still have that that grain of hope of we can still do good. Mm-hmm. We still have some somewhat good, even though times are getting worse. Mm-hmm. We know that we can do what we can do to take care of our our own, but we know also too that the Lord will make a way. He will be a provider. All we have to do is just call on Him. Right, and He and He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek. And you, one of the things you you've not only been a pastor, and this is talking about the spiritual now. You've not only been a pastor; you've been a, a Sunday school teacher. You were head of the over the pastors' aid, Sunday school superintendent. Uh, you were in the choir, altar worker, altar worker. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, you, you you've basically done it all, but not done it all. But you know, only by the help of the Lord, right? <laughs> and, and it's like I I I I commend you for that because um in the process of that and I and and personally I want to say uh thank you to you because in the midst of all of that and I've never I've never been able to tell you this um publicly but I want to do this now I remember uh one time you came over and this is before um I got married I was at my house and you came over and we were talking and you said to me, you've over exceeded the expectations I set for you. Mm-hmm. And I remember that because here I am and, and I said, I wanted to be like you. And you said, don't be like me, be better, be than, better me. than me. Yes. And so how me personally, I'm thinking in my head, how do I be better than, <laughs> than than the man who helped raise me? I know I got Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that and that that was enough right there. Right. But in the midst of all that, he blessed me with for you being my father mm-hmm. and you raising me and training me and teaching me how to be a man. Mm-hmm. And I, I thank you for that. But how does a person go above? By doing what they've been instilled to do and trying to do even better. Okay. Trying to do even more. Okay. All right. Using their all the capabilities that they have to try to really make a difference in their family's life. Cause I, 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 and we're like I said, we're coming down to the closing of this, y'all, um, on the uh, faith on our Facebook uh, page and on on our uh, podcast. Um, this has been a very, very great show on today, um, talking about manhood. But is there any advice that you could give our men out there, the ones that are struggling? The ones that are trying to make it to that next level in manhood. Mm-hmm. The ones that, um, you know, see 
the destiny that they're trying to, you know, need to go to, but they can't quite get there yet. Do you have any advice for them? Well, one thing I can tell them is to listen to somebody. Be willing to listen to sound advice. Uh, don't be so quick to run from trouble. Because trouble's gonna be everywhere. Situations are gonna be everywhere. Don't be so quick to run from your responsibilities. But be there to handle them and know that the Lord is there to help you to handle them. Uh, do your best. Stop trying, don't, do, don't use any cop-outs. But do the best that you can do to try to make, to try to help who you're there for. And so I, I I pray that you all that you all on Facebook and um, the ones that are listening to uh, the um, the podcast, I pray that you got something out of this and I pray that um, that you were blessed by it because um, this this topic was actually, inspired by one of our um one of our other podcasters um her name is uh tiffany austin she has a podcast and shout out to uh tiffany austin um who has a podcast called breakfast breakfast with tiffany and she is on our on our podcast network and she did a show i think it was last week she did a show on um the alpha male and then the other show before that, she did it on the alpha female. And that's what inspired this show today, because what a lot of people don't know what manhood is. Right. And to be an alpha. It's more than just putting your pants on. Right. And making babies. Right. It's more and, than and, that. And, and, and it's even more than just going to work. Right. And it is. It, and last but not least. As far as that, and I'm probably gonna get in trouble by somebody, by some, by 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 a couple of my 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 friends that are males. They probably gonna not not like this too much. Is it right for, or is it wrong for the man to do work around the house? Of course not. Did the wife or the children, did they make all the mess? No. You helped in that, not say you. No, 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 no. You're talking to me too. Cause <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the, no, I'm for real. No, because, because there's sometimes where, um, I get those moments where I'm like, wait a minute. You, you. <laughs> like, I don't feel like cleaning right now. But but maybe she doesn't feel like clean. Right. And and I try to I try to I help with the laundry. Like today we did we did the laundry together. One of us went down and one of us watched the youngest child and then the other one went down and then we you know we switched roles. Right. And so is it good for the man to do things like that? Yes it is. It shows the it shows your wife that you care about the household it's like I said it, you helped make that mess and even if you didn't make any mess 
She may be just as tired as you are. She may have gone to work. Uh, she might be going through something. And so you need to uh, pitch in and help. There, there's, You know, one thing that we didn't bring out in, in a marriage, there's no such thing as a 50-50 marriage. Oh, we got time. We got a couple minutes. Let's go. There's no such thing. <laughs> if you want a bad marriage, okay, then you'll Be you'll stick to a 50-50 marriage. Well, there's a lot of couples that are like that. They say, I want a 50-50 marriage. Everything would be 50-50 where we split the bills down the middle. And mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes the man might stand out, which he, if he's able to, he should mm -hmm. uh, stand out and, and, and do 90-10. Right. 95 5. But there might be times where the woman might stand out and it not be 50 50. So if you want a bad relationship with your spouse, okay, well then stick to the 50 50 plan. But other than that, you go in and you, you feel like, look, I'm going to give this 100%. Amen. Oh, and, and in closing, when you're talking about that, should, should it always be, should it always be the, the man, um, should it always be, should it always be the man giving the hundred or should it always be the woman giving the hundred? Because, okay. So like, for example, um, we have some where some relationships and some marriages they have where it's the man giving most of the money in the house or mm -hmm. it's the woman giving most of the money in the house and they feel like they're being taken advantage of or whatever you want to call it. Is that is that wrong? You know, everybody plays has their part. Um, if my wife made more money than me, I wouldn't be upset like I'm less of a man. I feel good. I'd be like, my wife, look, she's really, she's really pitching in there. Right. Now I'm gonna bring my part to the table as well. Cause my, cause, and the reason why I say that is because my wife, she love my wife. You, you, you know my wife. She loves to work, mm -hmm. and she'll go. She, if I'm not working, she'll she'll get up and go to work. If I can't work, because she's told me, um, she said, babe, if you can't feel, if you don't feel like going to work, you know, I'll get up, you know, go to work, da, 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 da. If you feel like you can't go to work. Now, she does lean with me on that because she knows I have, you know, a history of my, my health. Right. But she tells me, you know, if you can't make it to work, you know, call in, get some rest, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Is that good for now? My wife, she that says the same thing. Because um, I have to take off and take off. But I, what I do is I don't. Well, because I, I, I know I'm going to if I had to crawl in there. Well, no, because <laughs> no. And, and I say it like that because um because you have said this before, and I know we're off our fa our Facebook Live now, but um, you have said this before that um, you 
when when mama has told you to take care of yourself a little bit better or whatever and the time that you had your episode with your health um mom stepped in and said hey you going to the doctor regardless of what you want to do right regardless as men as men and i and i and i feel this way too because i i've done it to 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 myself before i got married i was oh i don't need to go to the doctor you know whatever a lot of men are like that and and i've done that since i've been married and my wife made me go Mm -hmm. to the doctor um do you feel like that is um a help definitely it's a help because that they they love you enough to to make sure that you're in good health do you do you want to go i mean you don't have to unless you want to but could you tell us a little bit about about that with with, with you and mom because my because the story was was the, that the story was this this is what happened uh, we had gotten up was getting ready for church and I started having pains in my chest okay and the look that I had on my face because I was it was it was painful. The look that I had on my face, my wife saw that. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, what's wrong? You know, and I said, oh, I'm just having, I said I was having gas pains. But you she were said, holding your chest. Yeah, she said, oh, no, that ain't no gas pains. <laughs> you holding your chest. She said, you're going to the hospital. I said, oh, no, honey, I'm not going to no hospital. I'm trying to get rid of church. I'm going to church. No, you're not. You're going to emergency, and I'm taking you right now. So let's get in the car and we're going to the hospital. Right. And so when it got to the hospital, the doctors let me know is a good thing you end up listening to your wife. Okay. Because you might not be here if you had, because it was so severe. Uh, I ended up having open heart surgery. Right. It was so, and it wasn't just putting a shunt in or, or stent in. I actually had bypass surgery. Wow. And uh, they said that they gave me a stress test and I failed it just like right away. Wow. Um, nitroglycerin pills weren't working. Nothing was working. Wow. They said we had to get him. They, they knew they had to get me to, to surgery. Wow. And so they scheduled that and I had bypass surgery. And I was in intensive care for a while. Right. But I feel I, I got better. Right. But it was only because the, of the Lord touching me and also because of my wife being there. Right. For me, in spite of my attitude. Right. Because I know my 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 wife and we're 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 getting ready to wrap up. I know this has gone on long, but my wife, um, when I had I suffered a little minor minor stroke. And I tried after it, and I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna put it out there. I tried to go to work after it because I blew it off, thinking that okay, you know, I didn't know what it was, but I knew something had happened. And she was like, "Go to the doctor, go go to the emergency room now." And I blew it off. Well, when I went to work, here they go calling my wife saying, "Hey, your husband is." She said, send him to the emergency room. Let him go. And, you know, um, 
they they because of what happened and because I was in the midst of what I was going through, um, they they were they called my wife to ask to see what what they wanted her to do with me, and she said send him to the hospital, and that was a call that she made for me. Because at that time, I couldn't make that call or not because she knew me. I was either going to stay there at work or go home. Mm -hmm. And so I thank God for her doing that, you know, making that call for me, you know, telling me, go send him to the hospital. I'll be there later, you know. But um, with that being said, and, and out of all of this, out of all that what we have talked about on today, Cause this is, I think this is the longest rated show that we've had. <laughs> and so, um, I thank you pastor for being here. Um, I love you and I thank you for being on the show today. And we are, um, we thank you for being here on the show and we love you and we pray God blessings upon you and to the listeners, to everybody that is listening to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast. Man, I hope that you have a very, very, very blessed week. And we here at the Summit, as we always say on the show, um, Acts 2 and 38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is... Uh, the only way biblically to go see the Lord's face in peace. This is the only way biblically to see him one day. And until next week, um, we pray that the Lord, that the Lord uh, smile upon you and blessings upon each and every one of you. And until next week, uh, we say God bless you. We love you to all the listeners, to all of our sponsors. Thank you. And God bless you. We will see you next week right here on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show, the show where the gospel is told and not sold, y'all. God bless you.